All right, guys, welcome back. A few weeks ago, we had Adam Greenfeld from Formula in to talk about nootropics, and it got my wheels spinning. And I started to think about other people that I could have intelligent conversations with about areas that, not that I was just super interested in, but I thought that you would be super interested in. So we've got uh, a few in the can, and we're gonna have one today with uh, a good friend of mine who I met in a very interesting way, uh, Max Siegelman. Max, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, I appreciate and it. And the, the punchline of the conversation today is, I think that one of the most uh, strongest assets somebody can have outside of creativity is the ability to build and cultivate relationships, like real ones of substance and meaning. And I think what Max, you know, just even me from the outside looking in, what I've been able to see from him is that his ability to build and cultivate relationships is incredibly, uh, incredibly impressive. So I wanted to have Max on today to talk about kind of the art of networking and building relationships. And then, you know, hopefully we can walk away from this conversation uh, and this experience for you, uh, you can walk away with not just how to do it, but, you know, maybe draw some parallels between your own life and what Max has been up to and, you know, maybe take some value away from it. David, how's that sound? David's shaking his head in agreeance. Max, ready to roll. Max is on board. Yeah, very good. So this uh, this segment of the podcast is, you know, how can you be better? We do the other one where we talk about things that we can do to improve product and brand that are all prompted by you. But this one is meant for you. Um, so let's start, Max, with instead of starting selfishly with how we met. Why don't uh, you give me like a little bit of your backstory? Uh, and you know, everybody we bring on is an athlete in nature in some capacity. So Max, give me your backstory, where you're from, how you, uh, how you were raised, where you were raised, well, and hopefully my mom athletic background and where you are today. Uh, so I was raised on Long Island, uh, grew up on Long Island, grew up playing soccer my entire life. Is so it the strong that. Island? No, like no one really says that. All right. I feel like maybe Staten Island, strong Island. Got people it. Call that. I don't is know that what it is. Okay. No, I could be wrong. All right. Some people may, okay. may call it. Uh, so grew up on Long Island. Uh, I guess the athletic part of my life comes from soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, played soccer my entire life. Played all through college. What position? Goalie. Interesting position. For me, short goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Could jump, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, you would think. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Siri agrees. I mean, if someone's going to agree, it's her. Um yeah, so goalie, you got, I mean, everyone says you got to be a little crazy to play goalie, so mm -hmm. I guess I'll take it. Uh, wasn't really fit, though. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year, going into my sophomore year training, I tore my ACL, so I redshirted and then kind of found fitness that way, getting back into it. This is freshman to senior year of college? College. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Where, where, where did you go to school? Uh, Oneonta in upstate Oneonta. New York. Got it. Um, so then I guess that's kind of where I found like fitness outside of sport, if, if you want to call it that, yep. um, and kind of continued on. And, and I think, uh, that's, it's kind of where I probably garnered a lot of my relationships since, um, I think that's even how you and I met originally. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that realization of not being fit, even though you're playing a, a college sport. Uh, and then tearing your ACL and 
kind of blaming it on on your lack of fitness yeah uh, if you want to call it that uh kind of got me motivated in my mindset that that was something that i wanted to to change in life uh and i guess that kind of changed my route in life just in general because uh, as we're here kind of talking about networking i think like a lot of the relationships that i've garnered or introductions that i've had have been through the fitness world uh even my first co-founder of my company uh, was an introduction through a boxing trainer in a gym. So I love this. I'm gonna, and I'm sorry to cut in. So I think what is consistent, um, and a lot of people that are listening could probably relate to in some capacity, is that when you play an organized sport, whether you play at the high school or collegiate level or beyond the collegiate level, at the professional level, what often happens is, is that your day, your week, your month is so incredibly structured and somebody else is consistently telling you what and how to do it. Um, and what, en what ends up eventually happening is that, um, you know, that disappears at some point, whether it's you've just reached the end of the road of your, um, let's say, the, your field sport athlete life. And that, uh, that semblance of structure completely dissipates. And then you're left with, okay, well, how do I do this now? And your response to how do I do this now was after an injury. And like, what, what did you start to do that, you know, like gave you a sense of like structure again outside of yeah, organized sports? I think it's like even early on, like the way you're brought up, like your parents put you in youth sports and it's like, yes, it's to like be active and be tired. So you get home and you go to bed and you're not going after school to do terrible things, which you could be doing if you weren't in sports or in an after school activity. I think it's like, then you're like, you're, you're a part of a team and it's team bonding and it's teaching you to work with other people. Like it's all life lessons, like learn early on in different ways. And then that's how you bring it into the real world. Uh, so I think for me, like finding fitness in college, like it, it gave you that schedule, like, yes, I had to wake up for practice or we had doubles and you do practice in the morning and at night and then you have games on the weekends or whatever it was. And then after college, you're like, oh shit, uh, I None don't have practice. Exists. Like yeah. my coach isn't checking on me at 7 a.m. for practice. Like, so like you find yourself like trying to structure it yourself. And like now to this day, like I wake up at 5.30 in the morning every day before work because I know that I have an hour and a half to myself before I have to answer emails and calls um, or have meetings and like, that's my me time to like do what I want to do. And, and that is work out or take a class, uh, or show up at Wallaco Wednesday, eventually. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> which is an, a really interesting point. And like, I want to underline, do you think, I want your perspective here. Do you think that it's harder to change habits, um, in your early twenties or in your late twenties? Uh, I think it's harder to change your habits in your late twenties than your early twenties. I think when you're in your early twenties, it's like you're still figuring out, even though you think you have it figured out, you're still figuring out like which route you're going in life just in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, I mean, I'm 29, so you can wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I want to do something else. Like you're still young enough to do that in your late twenties, yep. but in your early twenties, like you get into things that structure and mold the rest of your life, I guess. Um, so whether it is fitness or it is something else, like you maybe 
you want to bring someone to like a workout class and that's like a bonding thing or like I think you see it more now even in corporate America where it's like oh I'm going to bring a client to a workout instead of take them to drinks and dinner I mean you might do that after but now you're adding this more of like a quote-unquote bonding thing to it that wasn't really existent I don't think 20 years ago probably For sure yeah yep so, and I think that there's a, like a, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, the idea that building a routine is easier to do in your early twenties, um, directly out of college. But if you miss that boat, it's really difficult in your late twenties, even early thirties to change the trajectory possible, completely possible. It's all about willpower. But at the end of the day, like if you begin to build that routine into your lifestyle in your early twenties, it's easier to kind of build the foundation for the rest of your life. Cool, man. So listen, people don't know who you are yet, right? They're like, this guy, he played soccer in college and like he loves fitness, but like who is Max Siegelman? And maybe I didn't do a good enough job of an introduction, right? But like maybe tell me a little bit more uh, professionally about like what you've done since college. Yeah. So right at the end of my senior year, uh, I was approached by my best friend from high school's older brother by 15 years. So he's like been in the workforce for a bit. Also a college athlete. He played basketball at Tulane. Um, so kind of like got along from the, from the beginning and like, again, like both being college athletes, uh, he had an idea to build a sports social network. Uh, so basically a Facebook for sports, uh, started working with him for about four months right after school. Uh, and again, we then were introduced to our third co-founder, uh, that was LO Cool J that was introduced through a boxing coach in the gym that I'd go to before I went to work every day. Um, we kind of restructured the company into a social aggregation app. Uh, so if you were to go onto the app and search for a certain artist or athlete, you'd see all their social feeds, be able to purchase tickets, jerseys, whatever it was. Um, and we had that for about four years. Uh, and as we got to the end of that, I started doing a bunch of consulting work for uh, other music artists, athletes, creatives, brands. Um, and about a year and a half into that, I was approached uh, by more corporate America, uh, Outfront Media, which is the largest out-of-home advertising agency uh, in the U.S., um, and I, to this day, head up their social media team uh, and also still have my own company consulting with brands and athletes and uh, music artists uh, and creatives, which is now kind of crossed into fashion now that fashion is, quote unquote, more lifestyle and a part of all of those other verticals um, and recently started a PR marketing company um, with Buster Screen, who's now on the Chicago Bears. Uh, so kind of all over the place, uh, I guess a short answer would be I do marketing, social, creative, and PR for celebrities, brands, and athletes. Uh, but it's a pretty open-ended response to a person who's asking exactly what you do. But I think even if you call my mom, she probably couldn't describe couldn't tell you, you what, what I do. Yeah, uh, so my mom. it's more fun that way, kind yeah. of. Um, so I have like my corporate life and I also have like my own stuff on the side. So it's a nice mix of of things. Amazing. Um, and I love that. So now, um, I want to know whether, cause getting back to kind of the, the topic of this episode, right? The art of networking. I want to know that if this person, right. Who's worn all of these hats has existed since elementary school or 
if this person has evolved professionally over the last, let's say, 10 years? Uh, I would say it was probably evolved over the last 10 years. I would say like elementary school, middle school, high school, like probably like a quiet person, like was good at sports and athletic and like that was it. Yeah. Uh, And then again, I think I bring it back to like finding fitness after turning my ACL to where I was like maybe a little bit more confident and like started talking to people a little bit more and like coming out of my shell. And then uh, I think it really struck when we brought on, honestly, LO Cool J as a partner of our company. And it's like, oh, I kind of a knack for just like talking to people like a normal everyday human being, no matter like who they are, about like what I'm interested in, what I'm working on, and all that stuff. Uh, and I still get like consulting gigs on literally just introductions. So like I get made fun of kind of sometimes at my corporate job and it's like, what do you really do here? And it's like, (laughs) and then like my boss would be like, Oh, he just connects dots. And it's like, yeah, like that, I'll take that job title. And that sounds pretty good. And people make a lot of money just consulting and introducing people. So, um, I, I like this a lot because now we can go right to the root of when your ability to connect the dots changed. And it sounds like it happened through your early experiences with LL Cool J. Yeah, I think so. I think it was like once you had the opportunity and like his respect. Uh, what did LL to... teach you? Is what I'm like real like. Okay. What, what like when you were when you started spending time with him? Yeah. And you're like, what did you learn by osmosis or by watching him operate that you were like, like what was it? Um, so I think like one of the first things he said to me like ever, I think in the first like two hours that I met him for dinner was he like turned to me and he was like, he asked me like how old I was. And I told him and he was how old were you at the time? No, 21. Okay, cool. Uh, and he's like telling me a story and then he ends the story. He's like, I'm going to tell you something that Michael Jackson told me. And I'm like, hold up. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's fucking crazy. I was like, yeah. oh, from Michael Jackson to you to me, I was like, I should get this tatted on me. Um, he's just like, never limit yourself. And like, literally that's all he said to me. And I feel like from that moment, like just like saying that over again in like my head, like never limit yourself. It's like, like, yeah, you could do like literally whatever you want to do. If like you have a passion for it and, Obviously, it's nice if you can make money doing it, but like at the end of the day, it's not what it's all about. It is about like your happiness, as mm-hmm. like corny as that sounds. Um, so I think like him saying that to me, and then and then obviously from there, like becoming a partner with him and, and seeing how he works um, and seeing like just like what a straight up like dude he is, and like I literally would call him like my second father at like mm-hmm. certain points. Um, and then and then I guess like being able to use his name obviously is, is nice when you're trying to like grow a company and like get in the door with certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you can do it wrong. Like I think at that point I had like just joined LinkedIn and I'm like, what is LinkedIn? And like, and then like a, six months into like being a member of LinkedIn, I'm like, I was like, LinkedIn should literally be taught as a course in college for kids. Cause yeah. like it is the number one tool to like meet people. Um, professionally, s- professionally. Yes. Um, yeah, if you want a dating app, you just be on Instagram. <laughs> um, so I think like understanding like who you have and who you're working with and like then doing a little bit of background, like who you want to reach out and why you want to reach out to them is interesting. So I think like the first thing I did when like we had his permission to use his name, uh, was try and find influential people who you would like 
I guess influential is like a word I kind of hate also. People who have been successful in doing what they love. Love it. Uh, is probably a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the whole word influencer to me is is, is over at we this won't, point. We won't use it again. Yeah, take that out. <laughs> um, David. Um, so uh, I, I found a, a bunch of people who have been successful doing what they love and who are entrepreneurs in their own right. Um, one being Ian Rogers, mm-hmm. who... Um, sold his first company to Yahoo, like a skateboarder from Indiana, tatted up, would never think he was like anybody because he looked awesome. Um, but now if you walk around New York City and you go into offices, like that's, everyone looks like him. Uh, anyway, he started um, Beats with Dr. Dre. Got it. Uh, sold to Apple uh, and happened to be like a huge LL Cool J fan. And like, I would have never have known that if I like didn't do a little bit of research and like read that he went through LL Cool J's like workout book and like all this stuff. So the first thing I did was like make the subject title of my message to him on LinkedIn, LL Cool J new app, like knowing he'd open it immediately. Yeah. Uh, Two weeks later, I was in LA with the two of them having lunch and like talking about like what we could do together. Um, It wasn't good timing for him. He had like just left Apple after Beats sold to Apple and he Mm -hmm. was going to uh, LVMH in Paris where he still is now. Um, But kind of just like being able to figure out again, like how to connect those dots and like utilizing the ammunition you have uh, I think is like probably the best way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like more than like the in-person stuff. It's like also taking advantage of like all these platforms that have grown over the last number of years and like LinkedIn being number one professionally. But I also think like, like Instagram, like people check their DMs, like don't be like afraid to like shoot like a real personable note to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back and, and cause I love where this conversation's going and it's exactly where I thought it would go, which makes me really happy. But um, I think that for, for people listening who are like, the world's, the world's a big place, right? And that we, we see these people on screens, whether it's silver screens in movie theaters or whether it's you know, on our phones or we're watching somebody with a few million followers on Instagram. But um, you know, when I, you know, in my career, when I reached out to, to Gary Vaynerchuk on Twitter super early. That's, that's essentially how I got my first job out of college, right? I, I reached out to somebody and what I, what I learned super quick in the process. And I think what Gary taught me very early in my career, that people are people, like humans are humans. And at, at the end of the day, as soon as you realize for the first time, whether you're sitting down at dinner with LL Cool J or somebody responds to you through an, a DM that you never thought would respond to you, people are people. And the ability to be emotionally intelligent enough to connect the dots to what matters in their life, I think, is what truly separates. I think. I agree. And if you have something separates. to offer them, it helps, right? Like you now have like something that they want to be a part of as well. And that's not usually the case. Like you may not have those opportunities to offer them anything mm-hmm. besides like your creativeness and like what you think you can do with them. But sometimes like that's enough. Um, so I mean like I think a lot of the relationships I've garnered, like even since those, um, have been through Instagram. Yep. So like, even like Buster, uh, like was, we were hitting each other back and forth about like random stuff, whether it was like workouts or like accomplishments that like each other saw. Uh, and that's literally like how we started like talking. And then obviously we met in real life and like worked out a bunch and like had dinners and like talked about what we wanted to do and like what we were both up to and like, what he wants to do outside of football. Um, so I think it's like, it's, it's interesting that like the world is so big, but at the same time, like you, like in your hand, like you can get to anyone you want at any time. 
Um, I think like even uh, I reached out to Virgil Abloh, uh, who's the creator of Off-White and is now the head designer for Men's Louis Vuitton about a year, a year ago this August. How did you reach out to Virgil? <laughs> um, How does one start that conversation? So going back to Outfront Media, like he is a, he's actually a huge fan of Out of Home, which is, which is funny. Um, he like loves billboards. He loves like old school advertising and I don't use old school often. Um, but people, that's what people call it. I'm traditional, sure not old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditional. Yep. Um, even though it's back, it's trending. It's yeah. Hashtag trending. Max and advocate. Backs. Yeah. Um, it's a plug. Um, so, so he, uh, was doing his art exhibit. It was in like somewhere in Asia, his first like individual art exhibit. And one of the exhibits was about um, traditional media. Uh, and it was like a Sunoco, um, gas station sign, like painted black and blacked out. It was like a TV screen that was blacked out. And then there was like a few billboards that were blacked out or just with like a 1-800 phone number on it. Got it. And he actually used real imprints on the bottom of the billboards. And one of them was out front media. Mm. I'm like, you know, seems like an entree into a DM for me. <laughs> uh, so again, it's like connecting the dots, like figuring out like what people are up to at what times and then like hitting them at the right time with something that you can give them. Um, so for that one, like I reached out and I was like, Hey, saw what you did at blah, blah, blah. Loved it. Like I have a few ideas of what we could do at Art Basel next year together. And like two months later, 75 emails and 75,000 WhatsApp messages later, like yeah. we're meeting up and having a meeting and like having a real conversation and in walks the door is like, uh, the founder of fancy, uh, who like, then I started a relationship with him who ended up getting me to Kanye West mm -hmm. that ended getting me to someone else. Like, it's just, it's just weird how stuff happens. Um, life is definitely weird, definitely weird. And how, you know, and I've seen this because, you know, you know, I think we might have met a year ago, right? But one of the things that I think you do better than anyone else, right? Like, I feel like I know some pretty high-profile, high-performing, smart, creative people is that you are, you don't put out a ton of content, but you consume so much and you're so high-touch in your communications. And it always comes from a place of like real authenticity and like a real, just from a real place in general, just like a real place. So every time I put up something, whether it's on Instagram or whether you see me somewhere, there's always a quick comment back that I'm just like, fuck, Max is a real dude, you know? So how do you do that? Like, how do you do that at the scale that you do it, at the frequency that you do it? I'm obviously on my phone too often. You are on your phone a lot. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I also think it like comes down to like like don't worry about like how you're gonna make money in it in the end. Like mm -hmm. I think people get caught up in that. So like I got an email yesterday from someone I used to work with. It was like, hey, we have like a CBD infused gum, and we're looking for a celebrity partner, and blah 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 blah. So like right away, I'm in a full sweat walking to the ferry to try to get home, and I'm like trying to read this email. And then like a thousand people are running through my mind of like who I could get. And I think like, I think my dad called me while I was walking right after I read the email and I was like telling him this email I got, I was like, I think it's really interesting. It's like a, it's a hot space. I haven't really heard about CBD gum. Um, 
And he's like, well, how much equity are you going to get? And I was like, what? I was like, that's, but that's the way I think most Pop's people are looking out. Yeah. He's, obviously that's what he's yeah. looking out for. But yeah. like, I think that's what people think about like the most is like how they're going to benefit from it the most. Like mm -hmm. didn't even really cross my mind. I was just like, I'm happy to introduce you to like someone cool who's going to help like grow your business and like say I was a part of it. Like sometimes that's enough. Obviously you want, you want to eat too at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just like, not worrying about like what's in it for you in the beginning is like the most important part. And then I think like if you really give someone the opportunity to work with someone or vice versa, whatever it is, like they'll bring you in for something like they'll, they'll see that you're, you're, you're worthy of it or they'll need you again for something. And then at that point you can ask for something cause like you've now done something for them. And it's not about like trying to stack up, like I'll do this for you. If you do something for me, it's more about just like doing the right thing and like, if it's going to work, it's going to work at the end of the day. Um, so I think that's also like important to, to think about in the, in the beginning stages too, when you're, when you're introducing someone to someone or trying to get someone to work with another company or collaboration or whatever it might be. Um, how would you consider yourself a creative person? Uh, I think so. I think like, I think I like have my finger on the pulse of like things that are going on and like understand like what could work and what may not work. Um, it's funny, I was in the, the Uber on the way here and like, I've never had an Uber driver ask me so many questions. I was like, is Nick messing with me? Like he set me up with this driver, <laughs> like, like pre-podcast interview. Get the tongue going. Uh, and like one of the things he asked me was like, um, what was your question? <laughs> Are you a creative person? <laughs> yeah. One of the things he asked me was like, something about creative and like coming up with stuff. And, and I was like, I was like, I think so. Like maybe question myself for a yeah. second. Um, but, but I think so. I think like, I think like their creative is like a very vague statement at this point. Like I feel like urban outfitters sells a shirt that's called, that's like creative director. Like that's all it says on its shirt. So like yeah. everyone's creative these days because anything could be creative, right? Like Virgil puts on, uh, a, a blank white shirt and writes a word in air quotes and like that's creative, but it is creative because no one did it before him. And now you see other people doing that. Um, so I think like the word creative is like very vague. Like you could be creative in a lot of different things. I think like maybe the best thing I'm creative about is figuring out who to place who with. Mm -hmm. I think that could be creative though. Um, I think when it's like creating content, yeah, sure. I could be creative and do some like cool stuff. Um, but I also think it's like a place to like know where you stand. So like, I may have a really good creative idea, but I know that I won't put the best creative deck together. So like, just like, don't feel like you need to be doing a hundred percent of everything. Like get what you're good at and like let other people support you and help you and be a part of the process and not try and own a hundred percent of it because then it usually won't work. So I've gotten some really, really good things so far from this. I've gotten, um, when you, you know, recognizing that, uh, people are more accessible than ever and the ability to come to them with something of value uh, in exchange for nothing in return is probably the most the best way to come correct to uh, a, a relationship that you want to build and foster over time. And then doing your homework, right? Doing your due diligence before reaching out to somebody. And what's fun about all these things is like we've heard them a thousand times, like regurgitated in different ways by different people. Like there's, yeah, and, and I think they don't do it in the way that's right for them, right? Like your way is like through Instagram, thinking about your past experiences and connecting the dots 
in a real value added sense for the, for the other person, right? Without any expectation in return. That's like your way. And you, you do it through art, entertainment, fashion, and music sports as well. Right. And like for other people, like what, what is it for you? And like, think about that. Like what in my, through my, like in my DNA, what is right for me? Like what, what can I bring to the world? What can I bring to this relationship? What can I bring to this conversation? But there's, you know, this, uh, this, like this theme of like not keeping count, right. In a relationship is, uh, is one that I probably like picked up for the first time in college. And it was like, wait a second. Like this is, we're supposed to live in a very dog eat dog world. What do you mean? I'm not supposed to keep count of like what, I've done for somebody with some type of expectation in return. And I'm super thankful that I started to kind of like put this into practice really early in my career because I think it, it changed the trajectory of my career, my, my professional relationships and even my personal ones. Um, but was there something for you early on that were like, somebody did something for you that you were like, man, like I'm, I'm good forever now because like, you know, I'm good inside. Like what was there something? Cause there's something for me and this is just my way of asking uh, you a question so I can answer it. Let's You want me to just ask it? No, 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 no. I, um, I, Cause I, I think you honestly, have one. I think it was like, it's probably early on. It's probably outside of like, and I think it was a relationship that I was just like given. And I think it was like, honestly, it, it probably goes back to like just my grandma. Like I think like, and, it, and it's probably for most people, it's just like your grandma or whoever it is in your life, right? Like gives you everything. Like there is no count, right? Like they'll just keep giving and giving and giving because that's who they are. And like just a good person who really gives a hundred percent about you. Um, so I think like outside of like a business relationship or like a friend to friend, it's just like realizing like that. And like, there is no count. And like at the same time, like she may give you a thousand things and do a hundred thousand things for you and you give it back on mother's day and Christmas and like things when you're younger are the only days that you think about giving someone that. But I think like when you grow up and you like process like everything that has happened, I think you like realize that like the more good stuff you do for people, it doesn't matter whether someone's doing good for you or not. Like it, it should just be part of like your DNA. So I guess the answer for me, would be my grandma. Shout out to grandma. Shout out to Graham. That's awesome. Uh, but now you, because I think I don't even want to go. I mean, grandma this. won. Grandma <laughs> wins always. Grandma yeah. stole the show. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I think I'm going to, I want to like run this against like early twenties, right? I'm going to like run this as an advertisement against kids in their early twenties. What type of advice do you have somebody for, for somebody that's in their early twenties, just coming out of college, maybe has, you know, athletic roots. Like what, what type of advice do you have for them in terms of like my Uber driver literally asked me what advice would you give a 19 year old? Jeez. I mean, he well crushed timed. it. Did he crush the pre podcast he did this interview. interview already? Yeah. I was hoping there was no traffic because I couldn't <laughs> take it. Um, I think it's this like, Amazing. it's like, yeah, at some point you're going to have to enter the real world, whether it's quote unquote a corporate job. Um, but it's like, it's like, follow your, follow your passion again, corny as shit, but mm -hmm. like, like your passion could bring you to places where you like, you can't, you don't really imagine it going. So 
um, obviously fitness is a passion for me and like I go to a gym and that I've probably met more people through there who like you would never think you'd meet like the chief creative officer for one of the biggest creative agencies in the world goes there and like I had no idea who he even was and I would see him once a week and then all of a sudden like you start talking and it's like oh shit that's pretty dope we should talk more and then like you 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 take that relationship outside of that location and like you understand like what they do and like they open the door to you most of the time because you already had that relationship through what you were doing from your passion point already yep. right so like i think it is like understanding the balance between like passion and having to pay bills um and i think for me like i've luckily been able to do both uh, like I do have a corporate job, but I also get to follow my passion and work with cool people outside of that corporate life. Um, so I think for me giving advice to a 19 or 20 year old, something it's like, do what you want to do. And like, how can it benefit you, um, in building those relationships outside of that location? Um, because you never know who's going to be there, uh, to kind of, start those relationships and where it will bring you in the end. Love it. Max, where can people, cause I'm at this point, people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Who is this human being? Yeah. I know that's how I felt. Just text Nick. First. He'll give you my number. It's what, funny. where can people find you? Uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Those spell are, your last name for us. How would you spell it? Nick? I will not <laughs> disrespect uh, you like that. S I E G E L M A N. So Max Siegelman. M Siegelman number zero. Is, is that, that on Instagram? Yeah, you know, we're working on getting a different M. one. M Siegelman zero. It's not the best. On Instagram. It's available. Max Siegelman on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Max, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I feel like we've, we've done enough. We've done enough plugging. I love it. Yeah. Walker Wednesdays, Alpha Media, <laughs> Versatile. <laughs> I'm a Bears fan this year. Very good. Yeah. Hey, Go, Go Bears. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Nick.